Hey, everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. This is a special bonus episode. I am joined by one half of the hosting squad, Jimmy Price, and we have a special guest here joining us one more time, Will Rodriguez. Everybody, welcome Jimmy and Will. Hello. Good to be back. Good to be back. Back in the yeah. cell. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys both for uh, joining me here again on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. So many illustrious archive podcasts. Uh, we are the home of Nostalgia Pro Wrestling Podcast here on Retromania. Thank you guys. Uh, 400 plus uh, episodes, 400 plus hours, all evergreen uh, content for your ears. You can find that on Podbean. You can search us on any podcasting app by searching Retromania with a W. And you can like, share, rate, review, and subscribe to help us grow. It's always been a fun ride here on the the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. That being said, here we are. It's it, it's it's Will's special bonus episode. So oh. uh, uh, this is all about you in a, in a way. Um Jimmy, you had this idea because you guys kind of introduced each or you introduced Will to wrestling in a way. Sort of. Well, not 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 entirely. Well, so one one sort of like uh, I guess uh, prologue to this is that um, I think in in the early days of uh, the podcast, I mentioned how uh, like mid two thousands, you know, group of friends and I, you know, caught a bunch of uh, Ring of Honor shows like you know oh five to oh eight. Um, and so Will was on board and we, he was going to go to his first live wrestling show in March of 2006. Uh, we were going to go up to the, uh, ECW arena cause ROH was, uh, doing a, uh, they were, there was like a double header with CZW, I think. Um, hard at the time. Do you know? Uh, so this was like in the, in the middle of the ROH CCW feud, so I think the main event was Alex Shelley versus Brian Danielson for the Ring of Honor World Title. Ooh. This is the the uh, yeah it's the Arena Warfare show, um, and um, so anyway we we uh, so we're we're driving to Philly uh, somewhere outside of Haver de Grace, Maryland. Uh, our our <laughs> former guest, uh, dear dear friend Dan, uh, his car uh, broke down. So. Uh, had to uh, had to get a towed, and uh, we just went back to Maryland and, and didn't get the show. Uh, didn't get to see the show. So that was Will's first foray into wrestling. Um, and then, wow. uh, thirteen years later, yeah, little little company forms called All Elite Wrestling. And uh, so, Will, that that's am I right in thinking that's sort of like what first piqued your interest into getting back into it? Uh. Uh, certainly yes uh, the uh the all the all the uh forming was um was was the catalyst um there there were some there's a little bit in between that uh failed attempt at going to a show and, oh that's uh, right that's right yeah um, you, yeah you, you did you did end up catching some ROH shows like in between yeah finally like uh goodness maybe 10 years after that first attempt i finally made it up to uh 2300 and saw uh, uh an roh show um but i mean yeah it was kind of a it was kind of a slow build um to becoming a wrestling fan uh, and how old were you at the time as far as like 
becoming a fan, going to those 2300 shows, to the to the the car incident, to the 2300, <laughs> to experiencing AEW. If you can give us like a chronological timeline. Oh boy! So, uh, yeah, it was it was just um, so the 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 failed attempt happened, and just by association with Jimmy and our our, our buddy Kyle, um, I you know would still be exposed to 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 wrestling because they're wrestling fans, yes. and um, so I do I do remember around the time of. Uh, Punk was the you know champion at WWE. Shield had just started. Uh, hmm. You know, uh, um, you know Brian Danielson, all that jazz, and like talking with Kyle because at this point Jimmy was in Virginia, so hanging out with Kyle, I check in with him, and you know this was a what I remember of that time frame was just him constantly being like it's on the cusp of something new. Like they have all the right pieces. Like, man, this could really be something good. And that was what he said every time I asked, like, so what's going on on like raw <laughs> and stuff. And for, for that period of time, um, so close to being good. Yeah, that is pretty much how I remember that. So that, you know, uh, I guess early 2010s was probably that. And then just hanging out with Kyle, you know, just kind of being like, getting high and then he'd just be like you want to watch some wrestling and of course yeah. you know it's like yeah. for, for me with with kyle and jimmy it was like i like that you like this <laughs> and so i i like that you're excited about this you want to show me this uh let's let's do this and i was entertained and um so there that's that was the kind of the slow bill of just you know getting high watching wrestling till eventually being like you want to go to a show I'm like yeah i want to go to a show um and so I went to ROH was probably my first show. Um, I think it was because then we went to a couple like, you know, MCW um, shows and then one Evolve show. But anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I enjoyed obviously I enjoyed I enjoyed it live because I kept going back <laughs> whenever I was invited. Um, and then what happened was I so, so there was that there was just like getting high watching wrestling eventually going to the live shows and going to the live shows. I started following uh, wrestlers on social media, uh, young bucks being, being a couple of them because they were at that first ROH show. And I remember being blown away by their super kicks. Cause I remember being like, Oh wow, it looks real. Um, and so, yeah, that's what led. I just, God, I remember being on Twitter. Um, this must've been, you know, December, 2018. And I still wouldn't consider myself a, a wrestling fan at that point. But I was following the Young Bucks, and then there was like, we got big news, you know, something, you know, just January 1st. And then, um, yeah, the announcement happened of AEW, and I was like, this is interesting. And um, at that point, it still wasn't like AEW was announced, and then all of a sudden I was a wrestling fan. But it was like AEW was announced, and I'm like, this is, this is, this is super cool. And so just following that AEW story and just diving into it, you know, months later, eventually I'm like, all right, well, I'm too invested into this story to like not start watch wrestling. And then, um, yeah, I remember checking out NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania that year until 
yeah, Double or Nothing, probably like the first wrestling show I was truly looking forward to watching. And then at that point, I was like, I guess I'm a fan now. And I've been watching wrestling since. That is so cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here like thinking about it and like, I feel like like the pandemic and uh, becoming a parent before that has completely warped my sense of time because like as soon as you started talking, I was like, oh shit, yeah, like he he went to a bunch of shows. You went to <laughs> I like I went to shows with you after yeah, I moved yeah, back yeah, to Maryland. Yeah. Like we went to MCW, went to Evolve. Like I I uh, I just time time is time is weird. Um, but yeah, and I also liked kind of like how you summed up like that early 2010s uh, WWE period of being like they're close because like they they really they really did like had all the pieces and they had like they they had some really like like good moments but like never quite made it all the way like every time it would get really hot like summer of punk you know it was really hot and then you know they blow that and then you know all the the start stop stuff with uh you know daniel bryan and stuff you know wrestlemania 30 you know not notwithstanding uh yeah that was a perfect moment but yeah they were definitely on the precipice there for for quite a while it was like booking that you saw like the like you know sometimes it's predictable but you like saw like all these like possibilities like oh wow wwe could do so much and then all of a sudden you're like well they flip del rio in there and then big show and then all this other shit and you're like what the hell is going on <laughs> I, I i like they had they had every piece in place um it, it was really fun watching at that time because i had like just came back from my dark age like uh, you know, 08, 09, I'm watching wrestling kind of like here or there again. And, uh, and just all of a sudden it, it lit up and like with all these indie guys that they started signing, you know, the new evolution of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And then like, and then what, but yeah, once, once AEW gets on the scene, it's like it, it things do get, a lot a lot more interesting i feel like 2016 was like sort of like the the precipice of that just because like i feel like as soon as like aj and shinsuke left uh new japan like things started getting weird real fast and there's been there's been like a lot of like it's been the most interesting period in wrestling and in, in quite a while like and i feel like that was sort of the tipping point it, it's big moves of like who's going where and who's going to stay for for how long for money and as far as their position in wrestling too yep. because uh we've seen wwe bury some people um and kind of you know hinder their character as well and their selling point after but they go to other places and they uh you know the beauty of the new that new birth of wrestling that that will was like introduced to of like that second coming of the almost like territory days but it's not territory days um uh, of these like new new stars that can be involved in the business as we see you know like the indies coming to roh and then aew eventually becoming its own brand yeah absolutely uh so will like in your like in in like the past few years, I know you've 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 hit more than you've hit a couple of uh, GCW shows and and uh, some AEW shows we've hit together as well. Um, wh- what are like some of the highlights of like of like live wrestling that you've seen? Like in you know, 
going back to you know that that first ROH show? Oh man, uh, easily I would have to say um, uh, it was the GCW show where Matt Cardona and Nick Gage were the the main event, and for specifically that match, I've just I've never been in a crowd so electric so so alive um just my god when matt cardona came through the, through the curtain it was like holy shit this crowd is ravenous in a good way you know it wasn't like yeah. i mean he, he had security there, there were some people who were like you know there was a, like a little bit of like is cardona even going to make it to the ring <laughs> um, <laughs> but god that energy like it was it, it was by far the best wrestling um, I've seen. Well, maybe not, maybe not like in, I don't know about in ring, but um, yeah, not not like the best technical masterpiece, but exactly just but in like, terms of atmosphere. Yeah, and I mean, like yeah. from, from the start of the show too, it wasn't like that. That crowd was like not cold for a second. Just and it was similar to like the the one show we went to in October. I mean, GCW has a reputation for that kind of crowd, and especially at you know Showboat, which is kind of home territory for them. Um, but yeah, that that Matt Cardona Nick Gage match, and then when Cardona won, yeah, oh my god, and all the trash started flying, and I'm just like this. <laughs> this is it <laughs> and then he like runs out of the 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 room and oh that that by far is, is the highlight and yeah that, that's the stuff that's like hook it to my veins I, I want that again yeah yeah that's just i i remember like like texting you that night just because like there was so much buzz going into that show and like i i wasn't as into uh gcw at that point but like i i you know i'd read a lot about it and i but i feel like nobody really thought that they were actually going to go through with like Cardona beating Nick Gage in no. a GCW ring. No. Um, yeah. I, I can only imagine. Um, Cause yeah. And then in October, I, I, I went along with you and uh, Kyle to the um, Mox versus Gage, which was yeah. a very, very electric vibe too. And in a different kind of way with like, you know, two, you know, all time, you know, favorites of, of that crowd, as opposed to having, you know, Cardona where, you know, but Cardona and Effie did have a uh, quite quite the match on that show as well. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like, it, it, especially like you know when there's like a really hot indie, like the that sort of like punk rock vibe in the room is there, and like the, like the energy is is palpable. Um, yeah, it's so so much fun. Oh yeah, that's so interesting because it's like, Will, my my question for you is 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 kind of like. Do you see these guys as far as watching or digesting the wrestling? Did you see them in their in their initial run in the indie days, or did you see them in WWE and then kind of see them again in their resurgence back to the indies? Oh, uh, no clue. Uh, like I have no 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 idea about most of these people. But I mean, it's easy to do research online, right? Um. And th that's where, like, so like a mox, for example. Wh when was your first time? It, it like, okay, yeah. For for Moxley, it, it specifically, um, I was aware of the Shield and, and, and all that because I was part of like you know hanging out with Kyle and, and checking in with him, being like, you know, what's going on in the wrestling world, and hmm. him being like, man, there's the Shield and like they are doing good things, but oh, they do so much more, but um. So I was aware of Dean Ambrose, and actually, that was the first time 
I, oh God, this, the, the phrasing is going to sound weird. The first time I popped um, <laughs> was, was double or nothing. Um, hey, pal, um, I'll pay you $3 million to pop on me every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, Sorry. but um the, the the first double or nothing where where moxley comes out at the end uh that was the uh, jimmy you were there we were watching with yeah Kyle. yeah I, I, I literally popped out of my chair and i mean i wasn't like a huge dean ambrose fan or anything obviously not because i wasn't watching wwe but mm-hmm. i you know just again at at that point where i'm like i'm too invested in the story i'm, I'm reading too much online i'm looking up what's happening I remember reading the rumors where it was Jake Hager who spoiled uh, the the Dean Ambrose thing because I forget what exactly the quote was, but Jake Hager says something like, no, nah, that, that's Moxley's night. And then everybody went, what the fuck do you mean uh, that's Moxley's night? Like, what do you, what do you, hold on, time out. And then it was just like, oh, he spoiled it. So I, like, I was aware of that situation. But then, yeah, when, when, when Moxley came, came out after, uh, what was that, Omega and, uh, and Jericho, that was the first time I was like, oh, um, and um, yeah. So, I mean, like I, I uh, not following them by like, I wasn't really aware of mo- most of the, in the last three years, most of the talent I'm, I'm not aware of, but it, mm. you know, easy to do, easy to do research. Yeah. Right. And that's, uh, that's something that's changed so much too, is going back to like, you know, 2006 where, you know, you had to, you know, everything was you had to get the dvds to watch the you know to watch roh shows right, right. and like you know there wasn't you know youtube was just starting up there's a little bit of wrestling i actually remember like emotion like early youtube <laughs> i remember like trying to find a wrestling match yes. and like finding like a uh, owen hart versus lager match on there and it, like took forever to buffer and whatever but, <laughs> but yeah it's so it's so much more accessible like everything else is and like yeah that's, i think that has a yes, lot to do with you know the you know kind of upswing that per the industry has been on as a you know as a whole um you know in the last you know five or six years yeah you can quickly look up a guy's like top 10 moves kind of get like the gist of how he wrestles maybe see a like a nice promo yeah uh, that that's that's really cool the animation of that um will have you ever like you, you ever go back and experience old school wrestling um like just oh, like digging the crate or anything like that a little bit I, i've been i've been meaning to i haven't 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 been on top of it as like um with the with the uh the bret hart i, I don't know if you remember i was asking for bret hart recommendations yes. um i i've been i i've been i've been meaning to because i know there there is a lot of uh a lot of good stuff i i have delved into like i i am fascinated by like just uh the, the general history of professional wrestling. Um, uh, I, I've gone down the rabbit hole, like, you know, going all the way back to, you know, the, the, the carnival circus days yeah. and like that, that evolution and, you know, how the term Mark got into, <laughs> into the lexicon of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of pro wrestling. And um, it's a and fascinating world. It, it, it truly is. It truly is. And um so I have not, I have not delved, and I, now we're on, we're on a podcast, retro mania. I have not delved uh, anything really past, um, yeah, really, really past the last, I would say, five years. Uh, yeah. Most of the mo- most of the wrestling I have watched, yeah, ninety nine percent of the wrestling I've watched has been uh, 
the last three years and specifically AEW, but uh, I mean, other stuff in there, ROH and GCW and a few other, you know, beyond matches and all that stuff. That's so cool. It's, it's so interesting to hear that perspective too, considering your age range, your age range as well. Late, late in life. Yeah. (laughs) And like to think what, like, do you ever watch something and think, Oh, that's really good. Or do you ever watch something now? And you think like, I don't know. Do you ever have that nostalgia feel? Like, I don't know, like Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and I can probably like, you know, like I'm not, like we had that feeling of like, wow, this feels like this type of match, you know, Jimmy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, what's so cool too. And why I kind of wanted to get your, your perspective, because like, I feel like, you know, probably uh, not, not like an overwhelming majority, but a pretty strong majority of wrestling fans, like got into it when they were like little kids, like, <laughs> like Kobe and I, but like to, to like, but like, I sort of had that like in between period where, like I got out of it and then I got back into it and I started like, like sort of grasping, grasping like the, the art form of it. Um, so like, I, I guess I would be interested to hear, Will, like what are like some of the things like that, like really like drew you in just from like bell to bell, but also like including like promos just in terms of like the, you know, the actual like presentation. Uh, interesting. I mean, what, what, what drew me in, um, I guess broadly saying, the, the the David and Goliath story of like the AEW formation, where it's like, oh crap, somebody's going to take on WWE in a way that hasn't been done in the last you know since WCW twenty odd years. Um, so that that story, that that whole like. And, you know, at, at that time, AEW was was presented as, you know, it was started by the elite. And now that narrative has shifted to it's Tony Khan's baby, which I guess is true from the beginning. But I do remember when AEW first started, it was like, oh, the Young Bucks Omega and Cody Rhodes are starting a promotion. Yeah. And that has definitely since shifted to it's Tony Khan's promotion. But anyways, that's a tangent. Um, so th- it was that story. And I, I guess that's really kind of the heart of pro wrestling is you know storytelling it's it's it it is that kind of uh uh you know athletic storytelling i i i remember actually i've gone back to school again late late in life gone back to to college and i wrote an essay comparing uh 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 pro wrestling to ballet in terms of a physical form of storytelling um and so that that you know Here's a new company taking on a uh, WWE. Um, it's not going to be an indie. It's going to be big money. Um, that drew me in. In terms of like the individual, I mean, not the individual, but like the the, the smaller scale, like the actual wrestling itself. Um, it is like I'm still I'm still learning the art form. Um, I know I've I've looked it up. It was, it was like there's the seven stages of a of a wrestling match. You know where like the the baby face or like the heel gets over on the baby face and it looks like the heel's going to win. And then there's the next stage, you know, the baby face, you know, makes it, I forget the stages, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, the, the art form, when you said art form uh, that, you know, again, I guess it's the, it's the storytelling. It is also the in ring work um, that, that does uh, appeal to me as well. I think that's why, like WWE, never I was never able to 
to to click with WWE was uh, there's just something you know you guys could probably you know what I'm talking about but um, very formulaic yeah it's just it's yeah it's like the WWE style yeah they, they still they still stick with that exactly so there was there was you know in the years of being exposed to wrestling and being um you know and and watching wrestling i remember you know the stuff uh, that kyle would show me on youtube i'll be like this is great like does wwe do this and then he goes uh no this is, you're, not, <laughs> you're not gonna see this on wwe um so yeah, you know, it's a combination of the in-ring work, uh, the, the the storytelling. I, I I think for me, what I'm looking for to being invested is, uh, uh, I guess it would be overall the storytelling and and you know the the, the booking. I, I do like Cody Rhodes has that that, that quote saying, "Now you you don't write wrestling, you book it," and um, you know the matchups definitely matter a lot. You know, um, but. Yeah, the, the storytelling, which is why, like, I'm not tonight. I'm not that interested in tuning into Raw, despite it being, you know, the dawn of a new era. Yeah, uh, it's just much. Yeah, it's like you know, the, the the story's still not. They're still not telling any stories right now that I'm interested in tuning into. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, there's so many so many layers of the onion when it comes to to stories and pro wrestling. You know, exactly. Whether it's the business, you know, the the drama behind the scenes, and then everything in front of the camera as well. There's a lot <laughs> to lots to bite into. Can I ask you about your experience with the live versus the TV aspect? You feel that seeing something live versus TV is different for you for digesting a wrestler's character or repertoire in the ring at all for you oh absolutely absolutely um i'm easily distracted especially like when watching tv so yeah um it's just yeah it's so easy to not pay attention to all the nuances uh whereas live you're kind of you don't have commentary in your ear you don't you know you're not thinking about should i go grab a snack or something you know it's you you get you get to focus on what's happening in front of you and you know you also hear the sounds of the ring you hear the sounds of the crowd you're a part of the crowd which i like about pro wrestling is like the crowd is actually kind of like part of the show it's oh you know yeah exactly so so that atmosphere um allows me to to pay attention more to what is happening in the ring um like compared to like live music, like going to a, a, a music festival and even more specifically, like a multi-genre music festival where you're like, uh, I know of this act, band, singer, whatever. I'm not really into them, but I got time to kill. Let me go see them. And you're like, oh, shit, live? These guys are fucking awesome. I, I, I feel the same way about wrestling where I'm like, on TV, it's great, but going live, I, it's, I think that that is the best way to digest uh, wrestling i i agree and i think we like we even experienced that all together with roh like i i really like fell in love with jonathan gresham even more like, mm-hmm. like him live versus on tv for sure the edits and the cuts yeah uh, right. it kind of takes away from his movement in the ring uh he's it's... just he's just a beast mm-hmm. like, wow i'm like uh just seeing it live you're like 
no, you need to see this guy live. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that that's cool hearing that experience though for you. Like uh, you've seen a lot of a lot of good stuff. Surprisingly, yeah. I like what you said with the you know the comparison to uh, live music and I, I, something that you know it's just it's the the energy in the room is just you know you can't really it's not something that's like easy to describe but it, it just makes such a difference so I, I think that's a very uh, apt comparison uh, so will I guess uh, just sort of to, to, to wrap it up um, you know. Uh, do you have like any experiences like you know as you've as you've been getting into wrestling you know more so in like the last five years of just like you know interesting like stories or like kind of like being around like you know non-wrestling fans and trying to like get them into into uh into the the show as well i mean yeah yeah it's um I mean, like, you know, never with the intention, like, of trying to convert anybody, but, um, you know, watching it with other people and it's just, I've got, I've got two stories that come to mind when it comes to like, God, I can't remember who I I think it was talking with Kyle. There's a quote where it's just like, it's about good. I think it was the Brian, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, it was like good wrestling is is entertaining. I forget what it is. Damn it, I'm botching. But the point is, good wrestling can entertain anybody. Um, and uh, well, that applies to the first story I've got, which is when, like I like I mentioned, 2019. Um, I think the first time I sought out watching wrestling on my own was WrestleMania weekend. So there was the NXT takeover and the WrestleMania. I was at the time I was listening. Uh, I was living with uh, 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 me and Jimmy's buddy uh, Jesse, and uh, I had uh, I was watching uh, NXT Takeover, and he he got home I forget when, but you know he just sat down on the couch and he was just like, "Oh, what are you watching?" You know, I watch wrestling. Je- Jesse's gone to some shows, um, and you know, again, it's that thing where it's like, "Oh, it's my friend watching." So you know, <laughs> I like that you like. Um, and so I think what, yeah, the main event must have been Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, the first time. Uh, two out of three falls match. And uh, I don't remember all the details of the match, but this must have been, you know, when it was one and one. And I can't remember who pinned who. But uh, at this point, Jesse must have been watching. Uh, most of the most of the show at this point, at least half of the show with me on the couch and, you know, entertained. But at this point, I, I forget who pinned who, you know, one, two, kick out. And Jesse fucking popped out of his chair <laughs> and was just like, ah! <laughs> and I'm like, look at this non wrestling fan getting into because it was a good it's a great match. It was a phenomenal match. And it's just it, it proves the point like good wrestling is what sells wrestling <laughs> like all the other gimmicks and everything else like whatever but a good wrestling match will get anybody entertained um the second story i have though is uh related to like non-wrestling people um is with my father and so again this is 2019 uh this is after double or nothing this is in the summer and I think this is going to be Fighter Fest, the first Fighter Fest, which was going to be online for free. 
And again, I was living with Jesse at the time and at, at our house, for some reason, just the internet was out. Not, none of the power, nothing else. Just the internet was out. And I'm like, oh, I can't watch. I can't watch wrestling without the internet because this is only available on the internet. And so luckily, you know, my parents were living just like five minutes down the road. Oh, I, you know, I, I didn't move that far away. Um, and uh, so I checked in with them. I'm like, hey, you guys got internet? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Why? What's up? I'm like, look, I'm coming over. It's not a big deal. No need to do dinner or nothing. Like, I just, I'm trying to watch something. You got any but, games on your phone? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I head over there. But then, of course, my dad's like, oh, my son's over. I want to spend time with my son. And so he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, look, I'm watching wrestling. He's And of course, you know, like <laughs> people's react, oh, my God, you're watching what? I'm like, yes. And so for like a good chunk of that show, he was like, I can't believe you're watching that. Oh, and it was annoying me because I'm trying, I'm trying to enjoy this. And he's sitting on the couch next to me, just going like, Oh my God, you know, this is fake. Right. And it's driving me crazy until eventually, like I start snapping at him. And uh, one of the things I said to him was like uh, a couple weeks earlier, we had just watched, um, What's that? Uh, uh, Captain Marvel movie together, and uh, and I was just like, "Look, you don't you don't watch a Marvel movie and go, you know, this is fake the whole time. You know, she like, you know, Brie Larson can't actually fly and shoot lasers out of her arms. Like, you don't do that watching a Marvel movie. Don't do that watching wrestling." And so he kind of went quiet for a little bit, and then it was. Uh, Luchasaurus coming down the, the the ramp, and he goes, he's got his arms crossed, you know, he's he's watching. <laughs> oh, this is fake, and he's like, this guy had horns on it. <laughs> then I was explaining to him, I was just like, it's Luchasaurus, and this was when Luchasaurus was doing the whole "I have a master's degree" gimmick, which I think was the best Luchasaurus. Uh, Sixty-five million years old, I have a master's degree, and I explained <laughs> that to him, and then he started giggling and chuckling, and then he like loosened up. And he started enjoying the show. And I don't know, I, I, I want to say it was after Luchasaurus, um, there was a Lucha Bros match. And the Lucha Bros just blew his mind. And he was just like, what are they doing? And um, yeah, ever since then, my dad has been watching AEW Weekly. Like, <laughs> he doesn't catch all the pay-per-views and sometimes he misses a week here and there. But it's like, it's weird to say that, you know, it was, I was almost, what, 20, I was 29 years old when me and my dad connected over wrestling, which most people could say when they were children, but even he was able to, as a non-wrestling fan, someone who didn't grow up watching wrestling, was able to get into wrestling. And then again, our buddy Jesse, I, I mean, he's still not a wrestling fan, but, you know, watching that match with him and seeing how he reacted to that match, it's just like, man, good wrestling can get non-wrestling people into it absolutely yeah man i I love both of those stories especially like i mean i obviously like i know jesse well and i know your dad uh fairly well too and just like so i i just it's so it's so cool that you know once you like get in the right mind frame and like so many people go into it with like still like to this day even though it's been such like a um you know such a sort of like a dead issue for for decades it's like oh yeah it's fake like 
Yeah, we, we like we know it's fake, and and, and <laughs> like in the in the comparison to uh, to film uh, that you made with your dad has always been my go-to as well as anytime somebody like you know like brings it up, like not not necessarily just as condescending to be like, oh, by the way, do you know it's fake? Or like a lot of people just say, I can't get into it because it's right. fake, you know, like especially like with the at the beginning of the MMA boom, like where everyone's oh, like, yeah. like, oh, this is real. I'm like, yeah, it's also kind of boring at, at a lot of at a lot of times. And yes. I'd say you know, wrestling Their wrestling can out. Yeah. And wrestling can be too for sure. But you know it, it's well, yeah. <laughs> I mean just a just a quick tangent to, to to that point. I remember watching it was when you know Kimbo Slice was alive, rest in peace. Yep. Um and it was like his first MMA bout and it was just like Hell yeah, because I, you know, grew up watching Kimbo Slice videos on YouTube. Yeah. And then he, it was like 90 seconds in and he got a TKO. And it was just like, oh, that was, I watched this whole MA show for Kimbo Slice's fight and he loses in like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I remember watching that too, because I was like, I think that was on like one of the, like one of the big networks or something. Yeah, it was, it was like on CBS. Or something yeah, or that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was a big, like I was trying to get into it too, but um, that's like you know you go back to the uh, the '90s as well. Like, or, I mean, still to this day with with boxing, you know, like so many times, like people will shell out like a hundred bucks for a boxing pay per view, and then the fight mm-hmm. goes like mm-hmm. like a minute. Um, I, I I think like the the narrative possibilities in wrestling, you know, with it being you know, scripted or, or whatever you want to call it, the, the narrative possibilities are just so, you know, wide open um, that it, it really is like, you know, something anybody can get into with the right mind frame to your, to your point. Yeah, sure. exactly. And you, you think about it now and like a lot of the UFC and like any type of MMA combat sports have like brought gimmicks to their fighters mm-hmm. promos you know like wrapping around the fighters and the fights uh more more like characters like more charisma given to the guys than they actually have you know and that's just basing it off of wrestling but you know like wrestling and mma have always had that like blurred line of like what what it comes from from actual like the original wrestling you know, so it, it's just interesting to see nowadays where everything is built on like these characters, these grand characters like wrestling. It's awesome. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, I can remember the, the, the Conor McGregor when he like, you know, threw like broke the windows on that bus or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you guys recall that. I think it was a yeah. few years ago. Yeah. 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 And it was just like, this is wrestling. <laughs> Like this is some mainstream stuff. Yeah. Like what? What are your speaking of like those like top people that like speak to you? What are your top wrestlers right now? Oh my god. Okay. So, um, I mean for sure Eddie Kingston, without a doubt, probably at the top. Uh, You know, I think the reason the reasoning. With with my top picks is the suspension of disbelief and the, how easy it is, because I I do I mean I I love the gimmicks like Danhausen you know Orange Cassidy, um even you know before Chris Statlander tur- uh, changed her her gimmick, uh, I I love that I, I love all the you know the the variety you can get with pro wrestling and how 
different ways you can be entertained by it. But it was, um, God, I remember what I was getting when I got into AEW. I got into, I started trying to watch uh, NWA Power because it was on YouTube. And at the time was good. And then, like, you know, I wasn't aware of Billy Corgan's uh, political beliefs. But <laughs> um, Eddie Kingston was a part of that, like, first iteration of NWA Power. And I was exposed to him there because he was teamed up with Homicide. And uh, they would cut the uh, promos at the, like, I don't know, announcer's desk or I, they had like that. Old, you probably recall like that old school presentation that NWA Power was going. For. Yeah, that studio yeah. wrestling. Yeah, exactly. The studio wrestling thing. And uh, I do remember seeing like Eddie Kingston's promos and I'm like, I believe this guy. And then, of course, when he had that open uh, Cody Rhodes had the open challenge. For the TNT title and. And we all know uh, his, his, you know, the promo he cut there and the promo he cut before getting to AEW where he called out. I forget what indie show he was at, but he called out Cody Rhodes and that led to him uh, getting that opportunity. And yeah, Eddie Kingston, just everything he does, I think what culture does the thing uh, or what Simon Miller does that thing where he's just like, you, you know, or he's like. Does Eddie Kingston know wrestling is fake? <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's it's that suspension of disbelief where you really don't have to try with Eddie Kingston um, to to you know be like he just brings you in so easily. Um, so yeah, you know, but you can also appreciate the comedy of it of the like the you know the dichotomy the the contrast you know in, <laughs> in wrestling as far as like comedy goes and then the seriousness of course of course it's 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 that's what makes it great but my top wrestlers are like that um I, i'm mostly going to be listed uh listing aw wrestlers because of uh that's what i watch on a weekly basis um so that uh miro um uh, no, no disrespect to Kip Sabian, but when they finally broke Miro off from, I, they, I think Kip Sabian got injured, and then that's when Miro did the Redeemer, uh, uh, you know, gimmick. And oh, I've been, yeah. yeah, I've been all in on the Redeemer. It's so good, cutting promos on God. Come on, yeah, talk about another guy that like the believability factor is off the charts. Yeah, yeah, I want my fucking land back, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh yeah you know miro um i i love thunder rosa because again the, the believability and all that stuff i'm not happy with how i mean this is a tangent here but you know tony khan's been booking the women's division and i think similarly with baker's title run where it was like at first i was like oh hell yeah you know Britt baker's on fire she's the, the, the women's champion like this is amazing and then by the end of her title run i was just fizzled out and already like with thunder Rosa. anyways that's a tangent but uh, uh you know thunder rosa um again the badass and i mean these are all like people that the crowd viscerally reacts to uh i mean me and jimmy were at the gcw show uh, and thunder rosa wasn't announced and she showed up for the the scramble and the crowd went nuts yeah that was like one of the one of the three biggest reactions of the show like on a show with 
you know, Gage and Mox and Mick Foley, you know, all and the Briscoe surprise. Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, that was fun too. Yeah. <laughs> Bigger pop yeah. than the Briscoes. I would um, say he's like probably about on par. Yeah. On par. Yeah. Yeah. The, par. It was interesting because like they, uh, this was like early on in the Briscoes sort of like getting out of the, uh, like outside of the ROH umbrella. And, um, they hit their their old original ROH theme, which is uh, "Give Me Back My Bullets" by Leonard Skinner, uh-huh. and so that music hit, and so like immediately, like Dan and Kyle and I like, started <laughs> freaking out, and then like the, like I feel like, like most people didn't know right away it was that right. it was a little um, quiet, yeah. But then once yeah, obviously once the lights came up, it was you know time to go. But yeah, no, that the Thunder Rosa got got a huge huge pop, huge, huge pop that night. I mean, her music, that music, her music hits and dum dum, and it's like, yeah. So, I mean, those if I were to like list my top three, those would be you know Kingston, Miro, uh, Thunder Rosa, awesome. for sure. Awesome. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I want to thank Will and Jimmy for kind of producing that episode. Essentially, I mean, I produced it, but they produced the content for us on Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. You can find us on any podcasting app by searching Retromania with a W. Please like, rate, share, subscribe. If you dig this show, it's the only way we'll grow and stick around. Um, Thanks again to Will for this bonus content and to Jimmy for uh, helping curate this whole thing. Folks, uh, take care. Goodbye. Good night.